0: To great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, I got to ask you because (laughs) our last time together, we were talking about real women. And I've had several informal discussions with women who have said, Look, I chose not to be a homemaker, I'm a professional, and I'm being judged. There's friction, there's always mumbling. Or, I've become a homemaker and not a professional. Or a third option, I'm trying a little of both and feeling like I'm failing at each and there's always someone talking. So I guess my question is, is it in a woman's nature to be
1: a real woman? Oh, absolutely. But before we even start talking about that, let's pray for this time. Lord, thank you so much that you have provided clarity. Uh, We don't need to be persuaded uh, by anything other than your word. And I pray that we take your word for what it says to us rather than us trying to read it, read into it to make it fit what we want to believe in your precious name. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Sometimes there are all these voices going on in my head when I get me, myself and I to shut up. Then I find out all my friends or I thought friends are mumbling. So I guess the question's, what's
1: a real woman? Well, a real woman, it fits into the same thing that we've been talking about in the past for real men, right? The most important issue that we want to pay attention to. Titus chapter 2 verses 1 through 8 and uh, the issue for a woman is spoken of basically in verses 2 through approximately 5. And that's very important information for us to know about what a real woman is. Now let's start here though, make certain that we put this as the foundation. One of the most recent emails that I sent out was about any man can be a real man. Well, I'm going to say the same thing about a woman. Any woman can be a real woman. So the answer to your question is, yeah, it's, it's in a design of a woman to be a real woman, because not only is it part of her design, but it's a choice that any woman can make. And it's a choice that any woman can make. And if they make that choice, they're working in relationship to how God designed them. And it's the thing that is most important that I want to mention here. Do you remember in verse one, and I know this is a real stretch for you, but in Titus chapter two, verse one, it brings up something that's very important. Paul is asking Titus to teach the things that are proper for what? Do you remember that? I
0: do. Sound doctrine. But oh. you were helping me understand what sound
1: doctrine was. Yeah. Is. So what's really important for us not only women excuse me not only men but also women the things that are spoken of here in these verses are sound doctrine now we don't sit there as we said before the things that come after that aren't talking about all of these theological terms that you might normally associate with the concept of sound doctrine if you are practicing sound doctrine What do you think that would be? Would that be all the things that you've learned? Is that what what, uh, Paul is trying to get them to focus on? Obviously not because he doesn't mention anything about the theological terms that you might think would follow sound doctrine.
0: But you just asked me, am I practicing sound doctrine? Heck,
1: I don't think I'm practicing, meaning doing anything, I'm just silently agreeing. That's the point of what Paul is talking about here. Here's what sound doctrine is all about. And it fits into for a woman. Here's what sound doctrine is reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of young women, loving their husbands, loving their children, discreet, chaste, good, homemakers, obedient to the husband. That's what sound doctrine is. Isn't that weird? Doesn't that sound strange? Because the same type of thing can be said of a man. A man is sound in doctrine if he is sound in love, sound in patience, sound in wisdom. He is easy to respect. He has good speech. He is not corruptible. There's all the things that are spoken of a, of a man. Now, why is that so important? Because what the Lord is showing us here very, very clearly You can have all the knowledge you want, but if it doesn't show up in these type of actions, you're not acting according to sound doctrine. That's really what's going on here. All right. So let me ask you a question.
0: Several programs back, and you talk about this on the website, too, greatrelationships.com. You frequently talk about things, and you say, learn, apply, serve. So I'll learn something and I'll put it in my head, but I don't use it to serve others. And everything Paul seems to be writing here is do. That's exactly right.
1: It is exactly that point that everything that is here that Paul is asking Titus to teach to older men, to younger men, to older women, to younger women are a demonstration of what you know because there is a wonderful phrase that one of my mentors, Robert Fritz, often said, actions denote character. And those are very clear. That's a very clear statement that what's going on, what, what God is teaching us through the Apostle Paul talking to Titus is saying, if these actions aren't showing up in your life, that is not in accord with proper sound doctrine. You can think about knowing and going to seminary but if these aren't the type of actions that are showing up in your life you don't have sound doctrine
0: okay well i'm confused and i don't want to throw stones at anyone so i'll just say television tends to be a mirror of daily life and on television i see women going out carousing the clubs getting drunk gossiping high drama Yeah. That doesn't seem to match the
1: description for real women that wouldn't be a real woman that's exactly right that's the uh, that's the designation of a, of a woman from the viewpoint of the way the world would talk about a real woman right
0: but but the media tells me i am a real woman because i'm demonstrating
1: these freedoms and i hate to say that in the first person but i just did well without a doubt what what is really important we said this in the real men issue real women are never defined by the external real men are never defined by the external I don't care how your body looks I don't care how your face looks I don't care about whether you have muscles as a man or not I don't care if you have beauty as a woman or not that doesn't make you a real woman the real women are defined what's on the inside. Real men are defined by what's on the inside. It has nothing to do with the external.
0: You know, we had an old Italian adage that used to say, "L'abito non fa il
1: Loosely translated, the robes don't make the monk. Now, that's that's exactly what's happening with Christianity too. Christianity is the issue that says if you want sound doctrine, Here's how you can know if you're practicing sound doctrine. Do you have these type of behaviors in your life? Do you have these type of traits in your life? If you do, you're practicing sound doctrine. And for women, it's very important. Verse 5, and we'll talk about this more later, verse 5 says, Women, if you are reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of young women, loving your husband, loving your wife, discreet, chaste, good, submissive, homemakers, obedient to your husband. If you're doing those things, guess what? You're not maligning the Word of God. But if you aren't doing those things, you're blaspheming the Word of God. You're saying the Word of God is wrong. Wow!
0: And we get that because all the time, privately, we talk in our groups, they're not acting like a Christian. Yeah. The
1: world knows how we're supposed to be. And the Lord is very clear here saying, if you're doing these things, you're not maligning the word of God. This is what real men, real women are like. Not only a sound doctrine, but it's not blaspheming God's word. So actions denote character was the quote that
0: you gave us, or some of us might even know actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Great relationships, that's GRNumeral8relationships.com is the website. There's more there. Herman, what chapter should we be digging in?
1: You need to be in chapter three at this
0: point in time. Chapter three. I'm still struggling with chapter one. <laughs> Again, greatrelationships.com, gr, numeral 8 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right
2: after this. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination your future is bright if you use your past for contamination your future is bleak virginia satir great relationships pursuing the best in work in life in love right thinking right relationships right now
1: hello this is jim lacer founder of hot which stands for honor our troops On Our troops began when I started sending care packages to my son who was serving in Afghanistan with the 501st Airborne. Chad told me about so many others that were not receiving anything in the mail by letter or care package from home. Since then, we have sent over 38,000 care packages to men and women serving in the armed forces around the globe. One story involves Sergeant David Perez, whose wife signed him up in one of our community outreach events. Here's David to tell you about it. Every time
3: I received a care package from Hot, it was like Christmas for me and my soldiers. Receiving the package and the thank you and the support it represented boosted morale and opened a door to share the love of Christ. You can imagine the power of unconditional love. To learn more about sponsoring a corporate or community event, or if you would like to participate directly by sending a package, visit us online at wwwhot honorourtroopscom
0: And we're back. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. And at the moment, we're in Titus. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Rarely have I ever heard this book talked about from the pulpit. But you were in Titus 2, specifically verse 5, where you were talking about older women, right? That they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands. And then here was the clincher that the word of God
1: may not be blasphemed or maligned. Right. That's exactly right. And what we see with this, it's so interesting having a conversation during the break. It's so interesting for us as men to look at the passage in verses one and two and six through eight. And it's going to be hard for any man to be able to look at those statements and go, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And it's going to be very difficult for a woman to look at this list of things and go, yeah, I'm doing those things. Because nine times out of 10, it's going to be very difficult for a woman to answer positively to even 50% of those things. Uh, Reverent behavior. What does that look like? (laughs) <laughs> uh, not slanderers That means you're not uh, gossiping You're not uh, going around saying bad things about other people Not given to much wine That might be easy for uh, many of our listeners To say yeah that, I'm not doing that But Herman it seems so much easier to fall off The wagon
0: and then beat myself up For having fallen off and the world wants to Encourage me not to get back on
1: Well sure it's because we miss The whole ease Of living the Christian life it's very, very easy to understand why we aren't doing these things. Okay, It's because we're living in the sin nature. We're not living in the real new nature that we have. So we make things harder. We make it harder because we're choosing to live like we used to be rather than how we are. It's that common statement that we've talked about so many times. The issue is we don't take a hold of the possession that we already have, God has given to us. Second Peter chapter one has given to us all things for life and godliness. We're just not paying attention and let Him live through us. Okay, well,
0: forgive me. I'm on my pity pot today. Why is it so hard to live
1: to have what I've got than to fall off the way? The the only thing that's difficult for us is making the decision to choose to trust a perfect God. That's the only thing that's difficult for us. Isn't that a strange way to say that? It's difficult for us to choose to trust a perfect God because of our sin nature is constantly buying into the strategy of what Satan is saying to us through our sin nature. Has God really said, can God really be trusted is what's going on there. We're not willing to look at these behaviors for a woman. We're not willing to look at the behaviors for a man and say, that's, that's what my God is asking me to do, and therefore I'm going to do it. I was with my grandchildren, and one of my son-in-laws uh, was talking to his son, and his son asked, you "No, know, why do I need to do that? And the dad basically, or the son-in-law basically said, because I said so. And as I, as I thought about that, As I thought about that, what was so interesting is I've never thought about this before. That is a very important thing to be teaching children. Now, why? Because that's really what God is saying to us in His
0: Word. (laughs) Because I said. (laughs)
1: Because I said so. But He doesn't really say
0: because I said so. It's because it's in your best interest. That's why I said so. And that's
1: exactly the same for what the Father was saying to the Son. But
0: it doesn't regulate my mind. I don't realize that what God
1: is asking me to do is in my best interest. It doesn't because we want to believe that we know what's best. Our definition of best is not God's definition of best, and God is perfect, and we're not. <laughs> so, and I choose me, not him. That's exactly what we do. We have this, this logical contradiction. We always are choosing ourselves, even though we make mistakes, and he never makes mistakes. The instructions in Titus 2 are for the mature man to
0: teach the younger man, well, you, the mature woman to teach the younger woman. So we're talking about irony. So it almost seems like the younger you are today, the more of a quote unquote real woman you are, but the older you get, the less of a real woman or a more
1: worldly woman you appear to be. I love the way you said that because that just confirms what we've been talking about, which is the world's definition of manhood and womanhood is based on the external, right? That statement of the way the world looks at it the younger a woman is the more she's a real woman because of her beauty because of her body because of her looks all these external type things right and guess what we do because we're in the world you see older women constantly trying to look young and, and that, <laughs> that, that's, that's not good that's gonna hurt hurt you long term it's you're, you're fighting a losing battle and for a man it's external not necessarily as you grow older from the viewpoint of muscles and looks and all this other stuff, but it's external from the viewpoint of do I have the money, do I have the title, do I have the power to be seen as a real man. That isn't what real men and real women are about, according to what God is saying here. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the actions that you're demonstrating on a daily basis.
0: You know, I remember reading... A real important letter written by a high school senior. She was talking about how life was very difficult for her until she got to the conclusion that it was important for her to understand not who she was, but whose she right. was. Right, And that conformed to her identity. And the reason why I'm saying this is every man has been in a room and where a woman has said, I've already made up my mind. I'm doing my choice. And at the top of the program, you said... We have difficulty living out these choices, making the decision.
1: Yeah. Well, no,
0: I know lots of people get angry and they're under a head of steam saying, I've already chose. mm -hmm. Why can't I make
1: this choice and live it? It's simply because we don't understand, don't have the knowledge that God's way is the best. We're always willing to second, second guess God and believe that what we think is best is the right way to go. We don't believe this that's really what it boils down to. We don't believe that a man is to be sound in his love, to be sound in his patience, to be easy, to be respectful, to be respected. We don't believe that. Oh, uh, okay, I'll do it. But what is the benefit for me? We want this instant gratification and we want it now. God is saying, no, this is a long-term situation. That with him. I'm always saying what's in it for me. That's right. And what's in it for me is huge for the long-term. Not only do I get a benefit now because I'm not trying to be something other than who I am I get to relax and let the Lord live through me by doing these type of things but I also get these major rewards in heaven that God has promised to me so it it most of us buy the lie of Satan which is well I don't really think that's going to have any great benefit for me now I can see maybe someday therefore what God is saying to me really isn't that big of a deal for me.
0: You know, last week I was spending a lot of time with a gentleman that was here from China and we were talking about our ailings and we were comparing social woes and trying to live the Christian walk. And he says, you know, maybe it would help if you understood this. And I said, what? And he says, in China, we're much more afraid of the imminence of man than we are the imminence of God. Hmm. And when we realize that God is the creator, that he's real,
1: Mm -hmm. then our behavior changes. Well, it's the same thing here. We aren't going to be paying attention to changing our behavior. Women are not going to be focused on being helpers. That's the key context that I like to talk about when it comes to this passage, that a woman is to not only help in the community, she's to help at home, and she's to help defend God's word. Those are the three components that we like to talk about for this particular passage for women. The older women need to help in the community. They need to be reverent in their behavior. They need to be self-controlled, not slanderers, teaching young women. That's what an older woman is to be doing.
0: You know, you talk in the Great Leaders Program right? And you talk about things called managerial moments of truth. Is it wrong for a woman to stand up and say, look, I have an expectation that I want to be a real woman. And part of that is I need for you to be a real man.
1: Well, that is an absolute wrong way to look at it because if you are making your life dependent upon somebody else's actions you've absolutely gone into the ditch
0: (laughs) is that another way of saying if you would just change i would be happy
1: it's just another way that we say it that's exactly right just like we say that satan only has one strategy we have only one strategy trying to get the other person to change
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there you go while i'm deciding that i want to live good values and be a real man or a real woman it is independent of whether somebody else is being a real man or a real woman i need to study more okay we'll be back right after this
2: great quotes from god's word for great relationships be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12, 10. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships
3: can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment each of great relationships 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you could squeeze into a coffee break so if you've had time to listen to this promotion you have the time to sign up and start today visit our website at greatrelationships.com that's gr numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter pursuing the best in work in life in love right thinking right relationships right now
0: We're back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Before the break, you said, whether I choose to be a real man or a real woman is not dependent on the other person being a real man or a real woman.
1: Yeah, it's so common for us to do just that. That is probably, as I said before the break, one of the most common mistakes that we make in a relationship, constantly wanting the other person to change. So that our life could be better what we're really trying to say there is I don't want to have to do the work I want you to do all the work. (laughs) I want you to make life easy on me Is what you're basically saying the issue for any real man a real man would never have that mindset a Real man would never require his his wife or any other woman to become a real woman. Why is that? because he is focused on what the Lord thinks of him by his actions and by his attitudes. He's thinking about, am I sound in love? Am I sound in patience? Am I easy to respect? He's thinking those things as it relates to his life and whether he is doing what God has asked of him. A real woman is doing exactly the same thing. She is not dependent upon whether a man around her is being a real man. She's dependent upon whether she's doing what God has asked her to do. Wait a minute, you want me to do this for the other person, whether they deserve it or not? Wow, I think that's our 10 second summary of the entire Great Relationships uh, course. <laughs> you want to give that to me, please? <laughs> yes here's the 10-second summary just one more time. You don't need to listen to any radio show. I hate to say it that way, but you don't need to listen to us ever again. You don't need to go online ever again if you can just focus on these next 10 seconds. The real problem in every relationship is you make everything about yourself. The solution for every relationship is to pursue the best for others patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Now, notice that solution. That's exactly what we're talking about. Okay, well, I've been paying attention today, so my question becomes this. A great
0: relationship is designed to be one part real man and one part real woman, right?
1: Well, it's... It's it, like an epoxy? It's a nice thing if you have it that way, but, you know, the the math of relationships, it takes two to say yes and one to say no. If you have a real woman and you have a fake man, the relationship is not going to work very well. If you have a real man and a real woman, as you were saying there, yes, I think that is a the best chance for a relationship to work, but I'm always going to throw the but in there because what that tends to do, the way you say it, even with the math of relationships, gets you focused in the wrong direction. You need to go to chapter seven to see that relationships, the best definition of a relationship is simply M. I willing to do my part. Am, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna have any expectations on you. I'm not gonna have any expectations on anybody. But Herman, my part
0: changes and gets harder if you're not doing yours.
1: Well, that's too bad. <laughs> because here's the issue for you. It's never too hard to do what's good. Because why? Because goes, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Thank you, me. thank you, thank you. And it's because the Christian life, I know that people don't like me saying this, and I, you know, it's just one of those things, the Christian life is easy because God has given his son's life to me, and he has given his spirit to live that life through me. How much more difficult can it be? It's the problem comes down to one simple thing. This is what's hard, making the choice to trust to do that or not. That's what's hard. Okay. Well, you said one simple thing, so I'm going to ask you. You've said many things today. What one thing do you want me to take away? The one thing that you really want to take away is the idea that sound doctrine denotes good actions, good behavior. That's what sound doctrine is all about. Good actions. So by sound doctrine,
0: you mean whether I'm a Baptist or a Methodist or a Pentecostal?
1: It doesn't matter what your religion is. It matters what God is asking us to do. God is asking us to pay attention to these clear statements in Titus chapter 2. Because if you do your life this way, the way he's lining it up for us, that's sound doctrine. That means my actions are squaring with what God has asked me to do. I am understanding who I am and whose I am so that these actions are going to show up in my life. Real men, real women aren't based on the external. It's based on the internal has nothing to do with the external so if a man is focused on the things that god has asked him to do and a woman is focused on the things that god has asked her to do every one of those things has nothing to do with what you look like on the outside doesn't matter whether you have muscles or none doesn't matter if you have looks or none it matters though whether on the inside you are demonstrating these type of actions for a woman reverent in behavior let's just go through the list again not slanderers not given to much wine teachers of young women those are the things for the older women for a young woman to be loving their husband loving their children discreet chaste good homemakers obedient to the husband and we'll talk about all those details in the future shows
0: okay and until then this is coming out of chapter three and we talked also about chapter seven of the great relationships material found at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-U-M-O-8, relationships.com. Until next time, thank you. Thank you so much. Pray for one another, and thank you for praying and supporting this ministry.
2: How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great! I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing! I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great.
3: Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.